Welcome into Bearcat Rewind. We hope your summer is off to a good start so far. But before we dive too deep into that, we're going to rewind it back just a little bit as we wrapped up that spring semester of Northwest Missouri State Athletics as once again adding another national championship to the trophy case just last week. Reese Smith became the first Bearcat from men's outdoor track and field to win a national title on the track. Overall, he's the eighth from men's outdoor track and field at Northwest win a national title, but he set a championship meet record in the 3,000-meter steeplechase with a time of 8 minutes, 33.64 seconds, also the fifth fastest time in Division II history. So, Reese doing big things, a young guy, a sophomore here at Northwest Missouri State. A season ago, he was an All-American in the steeplechase, but then jumped up from the fifth spot to being number one overall as he capped off his spring semester in a big way. So excited to be joined by Reese here today as we're going to discuss that success, but also how he got to this point from Garner, Iowa. He was an athletic, competitive kid that turned into a big-time runner, and he's also not resting just yet. Reese still has more he'd like to accomplish this summer. So we'll get into that and much more on today's podcast. A Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast as we talk with the latest national champ from Northwest Missouri State. We're joined by Reese Smith, fresh off winning the 3,000-meter steeplechase there at the Division II National Championships in Allendale, Michigan. Reese, it is great to have you on. It's It's been, you know, about a week or so since you've gone up there and, and uh, completely tore down the record book, set a national championship record um, in one of the five fastest times in D2 3,000-meter uh, steeplechase ever. Has it sunk in yet, just what you accomplished and, and kind of the trajectory you're on here at such a young age? Uh, you know, I don't think it's really set in quite yet. Uh, I think it's really hard to, because I haven't taken any time off. I'm still training for some postseason races. So I think, you know, I think once I remove myself from, you know, take some time off from running, get ready to like rest up throughout the summer, I think that's when it'll start to hit me. But, you know, right now it's kind of been just an absolute blur. Uh, so it's hard to really know, you know, when that'll set in. As you kind of look at it and you just think about, obviously this is monumental for Northwest Missouri State uh, track and field. And, of course, Heba Magoob last year won a national championship on the women's side. Then for the men's side of things, um, you're the first outdoor track and field athlete to get it done on the track. You know, there have been some other events that have done it, but uh, you're the first runner to actually come out there and do it. Uh, it's just crazy to think of what you accomplished there. And, again, you're a young guy listed as a sophomore here on the website from Garner, Iowa. There's still a lot ahead of you right now. As you mentioned, you're still training for more and more, but uh, it feels like the future is bright for Reese Smith. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting. You know, I've, I've had the goal to win a national title in college. That's, you know, been on my list for a long time now. But, you know, I wasn't sure I'd get it done this early in my career, which is really exciting because, you know, that just changes what we focus on and, and how I'm going to, like, attack my training moving forward. So, but, yeah, it's really exciting. And like you said, being the first guy on the track at Northwest to win a national title, it's kind of crazy to me because, like, if you look at our, like, record books and 
like the people who have been through our program, it's absolutely crazy to me that, you know, some of the studs that have been here before didn't win a national title. So I think that's a really cool honor to have. That's very special company when you think about being a national champion, but then also kind of blazing a trail on your own of the first uh, runner to get it done here at Northwest on the men's side outdoor track and field. Uh, let's go back a year, though. 2021, you make the nationals, you finish fifth, you're an All-American. Uh, I think it'd be easy to kind of sit back and, and be happy with that, to rest on your laurels a little bit. I mean, you were just two seconds off, really, from a second-place finish last year. Um how did that prepare you for coming out and heading up to Michigan this year? Uh, I think it really helps, you know, having a little bit of experience at the national meet. Uh, I think it takes away, you know, a lot of people get to the national meet and they're kind of starstruck, like, oh, my gosh, I'm at the national meet. Like, this is the big one. Uh, but I think, you know, having been there before, it kind of took that away. And I was just really able to focus on what I wanted to achieve and my race strategy and just, like, focusing on performing the best I can and not really thinking about, you know, this is the national meet and that, you know, these are the best competitors in the country. Uh, just kind of focusing on myself and, you know, just trying to execute as best I could. I think that really helped me having that experience. Well, you're able to go in and, yeah, you're, you're not starstruck by it or maybe that's not the right way to put it, but it's, it's not too big of a moment. You know, you've been there before and it's, all right, it's another race, let's go out and do it. But whenever you look at it too, Eight minutes, 33 seconds and change in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, uh, the fastest ever at the national championships here at Division Two. I mean, do you kind of think about that and say, I knew I could put that number up, or was that kind of a surprise when you saw that clock ticking as you crossed the finish line? Uh, you know, I think I thought my fitness is, that is there and that I can run even a little bit faster, but I didn't think... I wasn't really paying too close attention to the clock during the race. Uh, so when it was, when the race was over, I was kind of blown away that we had run that, you know, I just run that fast and that, uh, cause we weren't in like a race that was particularly quick. We kind of worked it down the last bit. So I wasn't really prepared to be running that fast. You know, I, I was just trying to go for the win and whatever came of that, you know, I guess running 833 was just the byproduct of me trying to win, but. It, it is really interesting because a lot of times, you know, it's, it's easier to run fast when you, uh, w when going into the race, that's the whole goal is to run fast. You can sort of like time trial and look for, you know, making sure you're hitting certain paces. Whereas like at the national meet, we were just going for the win. I didn't care if I won in 8.28 or if I won in nine minutes. All I cared about was winning. And you love that too, that the byproduct was the record. You're out there to, to get it done, to win, to be at the top of the podium. Uh, you have a narrow lead coming into the final 400 meters, then you just absolutely obliterate the field in that final lap. Could you feel it that you still had that in the tank, or is that just kind of sheer will of, I'm not going to let this go? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, kind of a mixture of a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm out there running terrified, uh, <laughs> you know, knowing that there's a feel the national competitors like coming coming after me and you know i that's just me giving everything i have and you know never letting up you know there wasn't one bit in that entire last lap that i you know i thought like i have this in the bag you know i was running i was running as hard as i could and i was like you know these guys are going to be like looking to catch me and the crazy thing about a steeplechase is, is you know you're never really in the clear until you're over that last barrier so anything can happen and I knew I had to just like stay on the gas because you know what if you stumble or what if you fall off a barrier 
you know, you want to still give yourself a shot to win, even if that happens. When you push yourself like that in, in that final lap, 61 and 7 one-hundredths of a second. I mean, you are absolutely flying. Mentally, you're kind of just keep going. One more step, one more step. Get over that barrier. Get to the finish line. Um, I think if at one point your legs feel a little bit like jello, I think that's probably fine because you're leaving so much out there. But um, could you tell that you're just you're flying at that point and you were you just kind of took off? Yeah, we've been, you know, we've been, me and Coach Wick have been really uh, focusing on, you know, closing speed in the steeplechase because it's, you know, hard to come by because it's just such a taxing race. And, you know, we really focused on, like, if we can close really well, it's going to be hard for people to beat us at the national meet. And, you know, I think that really, you know, showed at the national meet how I was able to close, you know, very fast compared to the rest of the field. And so I think, you know, I think our our training paid off in that aspect. We, we emphasized that in our training, and ultimately that's sort of what separated me from the rest of the field at Nationals. Well, I love the mental side of it too, especially in, in running in events like this, that it is just kind of um, you against the field. I mean, it, obviously your team's with you there at the meet, and you've got other teammates, but it's just kind of whatever Reese does is going to get him across the finish line or not. What carries you through that? I mean, how do you push to reach that new PR I mean are you do you wake up and you kind of feel like you know what I think I'm going to run a pretty good race today or does it take a couple laps before you really get the gel and feel like all right things are on yeah I mean it's it's really tough there's a lot that goes into it um like you know some days you think you have it and then you get in the middle of the race and you it's very clear that you don't and other days you're like wow I'm really not feeling that good and then somehow in the middle of the race you know you're feeling like a million bucks so that is tricky too. And, and you never obviously wish to not perform, you know, have your best day, especially at the national meet. And so I think, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have a good enough day uh, at the national meet where I was able to, you know, put a time like that. But it also helps to, you know, I had my friends and family there and my teammates like cheering me on. It's, it's pretty easy to, you know, fight a little bit harder when, you know, all the people that support you are there around you in that moment. Well, a pretty special day there for you, winning the national championship in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. But you knew something special was down the road. You break a 38-year-old MIAA championship record uh, there at uh, Emporia State in the MIAA championships a little bit earlier in the season. So you know something special is bound to happen because there are some big-time athletes within the MIAA, especially that track and field side you know there's a chance that if you're out there putting up numbers like that, it can translate once you do get up to nationals. Was that kind of foreshadowing for you once you went out there and ran that, that you're like, okay, I think once we get to that final meet of the year, I'm going to be ready to go? Yeah, I think so. We went out to California uh, early in the season, and I ran a big steeplechase PR. Uh, so that was really exciting to you know have a huge PR, and it was still pretty early in the outdoor season. And then – we didn't really do too many steeplechases because there was no need. I was pretty much already qualified for the national meet. And so then we came back out at MIAAs, and I really wanted to get the conference record. Uh, Mike Venata had that record for a long time, and he was an absolute beast. And he was three-time national champion in the steeplechase alone. So I really wanted to, like, take that record. And the exciting thing for me about getting the record was I pretty much did it solo at the MIAA meet which was three seconds off my PR. So, I mean, me and coach knew that, you know, we were in a good spot if I was able to run really close to my PR uh, alone. 
And so that was really exciting. And, you know, things did start to just sort of click there towards the end of the season. Well, and you mentioned it there, uh, breaking a record set by someone who had won three national championships. Uh, you kind of setting yourself up here a little bit, Reese, to where, you know, a year from now we'll do this conversation, and two years from now we'll go ahead and we'll circle back for a third time? Yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. You know, so much can happen and so much has to happen yet for all that to happen. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really grateful, you know, to for the MIAA to be so talented and have such a strong history that, you know, those are the guys that I'm, like, shooting to break records. Like, I think that's the most exciting thing. And, you know, you know, breaking the conference record and, you know, having a school record and the national record, like, that only motivates me to break it again. You know, even though I already have it, that's, you know, I want to break it again. I want to make those records unbreakable. And ultimately, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen. And last, you know, last summer I ended up with a really unfortunate injury and you just never know what's gonna ha- when that's going to happen. So, you know, being healthy and just having the opportunity to break these records has just been awesome for me. Well, and you make the most of it feeling well, feeling healthy. You you set a record at the national championships. You're able to sit there and kind of enjoy it for a moment, but then you have to turn around the very next afternoon, and you're in the 5,000-meter final as well. How do you get yourself back up for that when you've already won one national championship that you've got another one you have to compete for too? Yeah, that was really tough because, you know, I, I was it was always just like, we'll take one race at a time, one race at a time. So I wasn't too caught up in the 5K. But then, you know, once the once the steeplechase final is over, it's like, well, shoot, we got 24 hours and we're racing a 5K. Like, we got to enjoy the moment where we have to, like, you know, still get ready to race tomorrow. And, you know, especially with the 5K uh, outdoors is loaded with absolute studs. You know, some, the 10K national champions in it, the 1,500-meter national champs in it, you know, most of the All-Americans in the 10K are coming back. So it, it was tough, you know. I tried my best to, you know, keep my head screwed on straight and just, you know, focus on, you know, giving my best effort the next day. And I ultimately did. I gave it everything I had. You know, I was feeling pretty shot from both of that people prelim and final. Uh, but, you know, to end up 13th when you're absolutely shot, I was, you know, I, I was okay with, you know, and, and we got the job done. We wanted a national title uh, more than anything. You know, I'd rather I'd rather have a national title than, you know, just – be a runner-up or something in the steeple and then come back in the five. So, uh, Ultimately, hey, it works out, as you, you mentioned, that you brought home that top prize overall. Uh, between it, though, you, you've got you know about 24 hours later, you're going to be running another race, but did you at least have a little bit of a chance to celebrate or take a deep breath and kind of let that wash over you a little bit of what you had accomplished? Yeah, you know, it's fun. Like I said, my family was up there, so we got to go out to dinner uh got to just chat up with them and kind of just you know relive those eight minutes over again a few times but then yeah it was ultimately you know back to the hotel back to focus up you know get ready for tomorrow so taking it back a little bit you uh come up at garner hayfield ventura high school up in iowa you're an impressive 1,600 or 3,200 meter runner um both ways especially as a senior putting up some really good times but both of those races look a little bit different when there's obstacles thrown in them. Then you come out here, of course, with Northwest, the 3,000-meter steeplechase. How would you come around to the steeplechase? How would you get thrown into that and obviously um, become one of the best in the country at it? Yeah, I think I think the 3,000-meter distance has always been one of my strong suits. Uh, if you look at my high school PRs, I think my 3,200-meter PR is definitely my strongest 
of my PRs. And then, you know, indoors, uh, we run the flat 3K here in college. So, you know, that's probably been one of my better events. And so, you know, outdoors, there is no flat 3K. It's just a steeple. So you either got to go down to the 1500 or up to the 5K. And so I think it just logically made sense that we'd give the steeplechase a shot because the 3,000 the, the 3, meter distance has really worked for me. So last year, you know, we kind of just went out there and winged it the first time. And uh, I, was, I ran a provisional mark in my first ever steeple. So then we kind of thought, well, shoot, maybe we should, you know, take this a little bit more serious and focus on this. So ultimately we just, you know, kept cracking at it. And uh, last year I ended up, you know, fifth in the country. And that was kind of when we realized, like, you know, this might be my event. This might be, you know, our focus for each year. Well, you mentioned a little bit earlier of working with Coach Wick to try to get the most out of it and, and building yourself up to this point. What's the strategy that goes into that? Clearing the barrier, you've got the water there, and um, it's a little bit different than anything else that we see at these track and field meets, but what were one of the, some of the early things they told you about, all right, when you're going to do this, this is what to watch for, this is how to, to land a certain way and, and, and how to go about it? Yeah, it's a really tough event. It's hard on your body. Uh, you know, you're running 3,000 meters and you're landing on the ground after these barriers. Like, the water pit is hard, so you know, you ultimately have to be, you want to stay healthy is the whole goal. Like you, you can't run fast if you're getting injured from the race. So, you know, just staying healthy is like honestly the biggest thing. And, you know, you can work on hurdle form, but none of it's going to matter if you're not fit enough in between the barriers as well. So it's really tough because you have to be, you have to be a technical hurdler, but it's not like a hundred meter hurdle where, you know, your hurdle form is what determines if you're good or not. Uh, there's still, you know, 3,000 meters in between. So it is, it's really tough. You know, it's a, definitely a multifaceted event where you have to focus on, you know, your barriers, your speed, you know, just having endurance to, to run the 3K. So there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, ultimately we try to be as well-rounded as we can. Well, you're on top of the Division Two world as we clear the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships, but you're not done just yet. You mentioned to us earlier you're still doing some training, um, and you've got a trip to Oregon coming up here in just a little bit. Tell us about what you've got coming up and what's on the horizon here for Reese. Yeah, so uh, next week I'm headed to Portland. Uh, there's a Portland Track Festival where I'll be racing another steeplechase. Uh, it's basically a meet to try to get a U.S. Uh, championships mark. So, you know, our goal is to make the U.S. championships uh, June 25th uh, to compete with, you know, some of the best in the United States. So I'm currently, like, I think 23rd in the USA list. They take the top 26. So we're headed out to Portland to try to defend my spot, I guess, and, and maybe better my mark to give myself a better shot at making the championship team or championships. So that's ultimately our plan right now. It's hard to you know, we won't know if I make uh, the USA Championships until like a week before, but that's where we're at right now. I mentioned earlier, you ran about 8.33 and change in the national championships for the steeplechase. Do you feel like if you got that competition level takes a step up even more in some of the best of the best in the country, doesn't matter level, age, professional, if they're around you, that you can milk even more out of that and, and you're potentially running even faster in that steeplechase? Yeah, I think so. Like I like I mentioned before, you know, a lot of times it's easier to run in races, uh, run fast times in races that are designed strictly to run a fast time. 
like and like I said, the, the national meet really wasn't a, a race that was designed to have to be quick. Uh, you know, you're just competing the best you can and trying to win. So, yeah, at, the, at this Portland Track Festival, there will be pacers, you know, and everyone in the field. No one cares who wins or loses. Everybody just wants to run a fast time. So I think that will help me a lot, uh, you know, just being in a group of a field of guys that are only trying to run fast. And, you know, ultimately you're competing against each other, but you don't get anything if you win. You, you know, if you, if you run slow and win there, it was kind of a wasted opportunity. So, you know, being in a field in an environment where everyone's trying to run fast, I really think will help, you know, push me over that, you know, that next bubble to hopefully get a USA time. So you have a chance to get into the U.S. championships, possible world championships, even beyond that. I mean, that's that's the big one on down the line. But taking it back, thinking about it, you're a young guy. You come up from a small town, Garner, Iowa, and here you are um, going in to compete with some of the best that the U.S. has to offer. I mean, is this something that you thought two, three years ago that you were kind of viewing down the line that this is where you could be and, and where you'd be going? You know, I, I always thought, you know, maybe something like this would be possible. Like, I've always seen a few college guys in those USA championships, those Olympic trials. But, you know, you never really think maybe that'll be me and maybe that'll be me in a year. Uh, you know, last year I had a pretty good, you know, steeplechase season. But I would have never thought I'd be where I'm at right today with my PR and, you know, winning a national title. It was always the goal. But, you know, sometimes you surprise yourself. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of been crazy to see, you know, where I've come from. And, you know, I think the thing that's, you know, funny is, like, I'm still that small-town kid, you know. Nothing's changed. My times have changed, but, you know, I'm still the same person that I was, you know, two years ago. So I think, you know, just staying focused on just being myself and, you know, doing what I've always done, I think really helps me, too. Was running always the passion growing up, or was that just kind of an acquired taste as you got older and realized that, hey, you're pretty good at it? Yeah, so I actually played almost every sport under the sun when I was a kid. Uh, you know, you name it, football, soccer, baseball, wrestling, track, track, you know, anything. I did them all. But it wasn't until my high school days that I sort of started to, like, hone in on track and field. Uh, we had a pretty good cross-country team my freshman year, and that ultimately brought me to the track, and then I just found success after that. Well, hey, it's working out. We're glad to have you here at Northwest Missouri State, a national champion in the steeplechase uh, just about a week ago, and now getting set to head off to the Portland Track Festival next week as well. So that's awesome, Reese. Last one I'm going to leave you with, you still have plenty more to go in a racing career here at Northwest Missouri State and beyond. But after you wrap it up and and – maybe even you know professionally kind of wrap things up too do you see yourself down the road you're going to be a marathoner an ultra marathoner i mean does running kind of stay with you for life now um you know i don't really know i think that's a it's a tough question because you know i think i think what it'll what running will always leave me with is you know my competitive nature and you know i just love to work hard and you know kind of suffer through workouts so I don't know if that'll transition to a marathon or Ironman or, you know, maybe just like the weight room or something like that. So I think it's hard to tell. I do know, you know, I run a lot already. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just a big time commitment. So who knows, you know, what that looks like when I'm done. But, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, milk everything for what it is right now. And I guess we'll cross that bridge later. But I don't know. The marathon's pretty far, and I don't know how bad I want to <laughs> run too many of those. 
you know what? You'll get out and you'll get a little taste of it or do a half and say, ah, what the hey, what's 13 more miles, right? <laughs> well, Reese, thanks for the time. We appreciate you coming on and chatting with us here on the podcast. And uh, good luck as you've got, again, a lot more still to come this summer. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Reese Smith joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Looking forward to see what he does in Portland and beyond as his summer goes along. And thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Please share, rate, review, send it out to your friends. Let them know about Bearcat Rewind so they can hear about the latest in Northwest Missouri State Athletics. And also thanks to Alex Kurt, a Northwest Missouri State professor, for producing our intro and outro music. That's going to wrap things up for us. I'm Matt Tritton saying so long.